Many high-profile Christians have recently announced that they are leaving the faith. How do doubts about Christianity push people to leave the faith? What should we do with our doubts? That's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I'm your host, Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Tyler Hurley. Oh, amazing. I know, amazing. Why not? Well, thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll say nice things about you on, on... on air, but yeah, but it's behind your back. You watch out for. <laughs> Just ah, kidding. Right. Come on. I love you, man. No way. There well, hey, is. we're glad to be with you today on Christ Culture and Coffee. And um, we're going to be talking about some current events that have gone on, especially within the Christian world, about certain, um, you know, high profile, mm-hmm. quote unquote, minor Christian celebrities uh, that have recently talked about doubts and walking away from the faith and all of that stuff. But before we get into that, we want to share with you ways you can connect with the show. We want yes. you to be part of this. Right. And that the biggest way that you can do that is being a part of our Christ Culture and Coffee Insiders group because yes. there's a there's a great community of people uh, that's building up on there. We're gaining numbers of followers of people of that group. All you have to do, leave us an iTunes review and then request to join and give us your iTunes username and then we will let you be a part of that group. But this group, the goal for it is to just create this... Cr- a community of Christians and like-minded believers mm-hmm. who are passionate about apologetics and who want to dive into deeper discussions. Yeah, definitely get in there because people are sharing some really great resources and uh, mm-hmm. books they've read and there's thoughts and, and questions being posed and answered and just a really cool community of people. The insiders are amazing. Like you want to be a part of this group. Yeah. So we'd highly recommend you go get involved in that. Yes. And then also be sure to follow our Instagram page if you aren't already because the Instagram account account. We share a lot of updates on the podcast. Uh, It's all funneled onto our Facebook as well. So you follow us on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram account. Uh, But that's where you get most of our content if you want to keep up with what we're doing. Uh, And then we'll be sharing info about the podcast and then future events, anything like that, we will you will see it through there. So if you want to keep keep up with what we're doing with the podcast, go ahead and follow us on our social media accounts. Yes, we'd love for you to do that. We'd love to get to know you through there. All right, now I'm going to plug a really, really great event that's coming to uh, the Phoenix area. If you're not in the Phoenix area, man, maybe you should even fly in for this event. That's a good idea. On November 2nd, the Deep Faith Student Apologetics Conference is coming to the Valley. You are going to want to be there. Um, this year's uh, topic or theme is cultural identity. Uh, this is going to be a really great conference. We have Sean McDowell uh, flying in to speak at this conference. He's going to be addressing uh, homosexuality and how the culture is telling us that this is an identity that a lot of people need to, need to take on. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at the conference on uh, transgenderism. And then James Umber is going to come from, uh, he's with examinedlife.org. Uh, he's going to be there and he's going to be speaking on evolution. So we're going to have the three uh, big time speakers. There's going to be a whole panel discussion time of Q&A where students can ask any questions that they have. Um, there's going to be breakout sessions. There's going to be lunch included with the price of admission. A whole day mm. of apologetics, November 2nd. And then the best part is, I think, Tyler Hurley will be there. I will. In- person at the Christ Culture and Coffee table <laughs> to answer any questions you have about anything in the universe. Yes. Um, it's going to be great. And I will have all the answers. Oh, and he'll have, yeah, everything. Yeah, all right? of them. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be there. November 2nd. It's uh, an all-day conference. It's going to be held in Central Phoenix uh, on, uh, if you know anything about Phoenix, it's going to be at the Calvary Chapel, uh, Phoenix on I-17 and Cactus. Yes. Love for you to go. Uh, the way you get more information about this conference is go to the website, which is deepfaithapologetics.com. Again, that's deepfaithapologetics.com. There's going to be links in uh, the show notes and everything, so you can look on there. Uh, and you can find out the schedule. You can find out speakers. You can buy tickets. This is the best part. Tickets are only $25 a piece, and that includes lunch. 
You, yes. This is like a smoking deal to hear Sean McDowell, I think. Mm-hmm. So we'd love for you to come out. Tyler and I would both love to meet you, um, talk with you. We're going to be out there with the show doing some stuff and having some giveaways and things. So please consider coming to the Deep Faith Apologetics Conference. It's it's for students. It's for junior high through college students. But if you're an adult and you want to be there, you're going to benefit from this too. Yeah. So grab a few kids from your youth group and, and please come and join us. It's going to be a really great time. Yes, that'd be awesome if you were there. Um, yeah, it'd be exciting too because I'll be at that table and I can come. You can come and meet me, and I'll talk to you, get to know you. You'll talk to them. Wow, I will. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll be open You're so to actually benevolent. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> no, yeah, we would yeah. love to meet you. That's for sure, we'll even talk to you. I guess so. Well, anyway, of course we will. We love our listeners. It'll be uh, it'll be really fun. So I'm looking yes. forward to it. It's it's going to be great. All right, well, let's get into the topic of today, doubt, mm-hmm. right? Doubt, there's been, Tyler, there's been a lot of, um, you know, quote unquote, Christian celebrities, high profile Christians, however you want to define yeah, them. Yeah, right. Who've lately been uh, going onto their Instagram accounts and, and talking about leaving the faith. We, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was Joshua Harris. Right, yeah. And he posted that he, he said, literally, I'm um, having a deconstruction of my faith. Uh, the week before that, he announced that him and his wife were, were separating. Yeah, and then before that, he announced that he believed that everything in his book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, was a sham. Do you remember wrong. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came out and spoke against that. And um, I just actually was looking at his Instagram post today. He just um, marched in uh, a gay pride parade in Vancouver. Mm. Um, so uh, he listed as reasons for leaving um, just... Uh, Kind of how uh, the LGBT community hasn't been supported and loved and that they're a huge part of the church, he said on his Instagram post. They have a place in the church. Um, but he really didn't mention any, like, issue with the resurrection or I, – I, I, I really want to know what's going through his mind. Like, what do you doubt about yeah. Christianity, right? And then recently there's been another guy, that, that worship leader with Hillsong – yeah, Marty Sampson. Yeah, Marty Sampson. And he he came out on Instagram and was talking about how he was falling away from the faith, right? And, and it's uh, crazy how it's Instagram is the primary method of... Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I, I have... I, again, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't judge people's motives, you know? But right. you wonder why, if, you, if you're going to do this, why are you making a public spectacle of yourself with it? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? I don't know. Um, we can't get into people's motives and if it's right, marketing right. or if it's, I don't know. What what it could be. Right? Or if they're trying to know. spiral it into a different career. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. Or even if it's just ego, like, of course people will need to know about where I'm at with things. Um, but it's been an interesting topic of discussion and it seems like everyone's been discussing this, right? Yeah, right. Talking about what's going on in Christianity. It's, it's funny to me because it's like, there's these two guys who, who walked away from the faith or, or even Marty Sampson, it sounds like he's not walked away. He's just struggling with some doubts. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then it seems like people are in a tailspin with what's the state of Christianity in? And well, the state of Christianity is fine. Yeah. Jesus is building his church. <laughs> um, we, we definitely don't even know if these guys are, are um, especially in Joshua Harris's. We, I don't know if he's walked away completely or if he's going to come back. I know many people who have who have walked away from the Lord. And then come back. So we don't know what's going on. But my faith shouldn't be based on if Joshua Harris is a Christian or not. Well, yeah, that, and not, not only that, I just want to point out, too, I didn't even, look, maybe this isn't the case for our listeners, but I didn't even know who Marty Sampson was until last week. Me neither. So, so I'm just pointing out, like, it, for, for Christianity be, to be falling apart based off of two people that, that are somewhat known celebrities— in the faith as uh, like, uh, like if th- that's what that looks like, it's uh, I, to me, it's like, I don't see that as Christianity falling apart. No. If, if two like lesser known, I mean, I guess they are well known, but my point is saying, I'm like, they're not these pinnacle people of the faith, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, but we're still, I mean, of course it is alarming when you see people that are in the spotlight yeah. for their faith coming out of Christianity, but it's still, uh, I think it's still, uh, the point is, is it's still like they're, they're not like these heads of the church. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, and yeah. let's let's even say, okay, let, now again, this isn't true. Right. But let's say some really big time, you know, godly man who's walked with the Lord for 50 years in the public spotlight walked right. away from the faith. Now, this didn't happen, okay? So please, yeah. and I this, this didn't happen. But let's just pretend like a Billy Graham. I was thinking that. Right? Yeah. Walked away from the faith. 
that would shake you up a little bit to go, what's going on with Billy? Yeah. But should that shake your faith in Christianity? And now, yeah. what we got to talk about is what's your faith built on? Right. And what yeah. do you do when doubts come, right? That's the key. And one of the things I'm wondering is, um, it, one of the things I'm wondering is, do we as Christians allow a safe place for people to express doubts that they have about Christianity? Mm. Like in church, in youth group, right? Or or have we created a culture where to doubt is the anathema? Like you can't voice any questions you have, right? Well, yeah, that's a good thought. I think there are some cultures that do that, you know, yeah. like, that it's like uh, that to doubt is to not have faith. Yeah, which isn't true. That's right? not true. It's Th- not. The opposite of belief is what? Unbelief. Right. <laughs> Not doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I mean, I think a lot of Christians have had doubts and have doubts. Do you have doubts about Christianity sometimes? Oh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens to me, too. Like, sometimes I'm thinking about stuff, but but here here's the thing. A lot of times what happens personally with me is, you know, I'll be in my bed late at night, and I'll be thinking about things, Yeah. and uh, then a thought will come in, like, what if God doesn't exist? And then, they, like, panic, right? My heart, oh, my goodness. Uh, and then I start to walk myself through apologetics. I go, nah, but I know he does. Because how would you explain the, the design of the universe? How would you explain the beginning of the universe? How would you explain, yeah. you know, on, the, on and on? And I walk myself through arguments, and, I, and it calms me down. I go, yeah, what were you thinking? Like, But we get caught up in doubts, right? And we have moments yeah. of insanity well, almost. And, and it's right. what we do with those. But all of us have doubts, and sometimes doubts don't... Um, don't last long, but sometimes they do. Hmm. Sometimes they last for a long time. And and one of the things I'm afraid of is maybe as the church we've 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 tried to put on a strong front where no, you just you just act like you're completely one hundred percent for sure all the time. And man, people have doubts and it's not a bad thing. Hmm. I don't think that doubts are a bad thing, but we need to create an environment where we can uh, voice our doubts and we can discuss them and we can work through them. Right, right. And I think, yeah, I agree. I think voicing doubts, that is that is important. Talking mm-hmm. about it, being vocal in the community, because it's healthy, honestly. It's healthy for your faith. I, I think it'd be very unhealthy if you didn't doubt and question what you believe sometimes, because then yeah. you're just blindly following something, and that's that's not... That's not deep faith. That's not genuine belief. You know, that's like, uh, that's just blind faith saying, okay, yeah. I'm just going to trust it just for the sake of trusting. Or you're just a robot who never feels yeah. or, <laughs> or panics or, yeah, that's not, that's not what a human being is. So, so we want to talk about doubt, right? right? And what we should do with it and what we shouldn't do with it. And then biblical examples, even of people who are great. Uh, uh, men and women of faith, but who have had doubts about mm-hmm. about things. So, um, so when when we have doubts, because we will. First of all, I think that's the first thing you got to recognize. You will have doubts because you're a human being, mm. right? Um, you will have doubts about things, especially the things that are important to you, because you want to make sure, right? You want to have you want to have uh, some some grasp on what's true. Yeah. And so when it comes to your faith, man, that is something that's so important to you. So what do we do with our doubts? Well, I think there's a few inadequate methods that people have used to try to deal with their doubts. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first inadequate method. Number 1, you know, don't talk about it or voice it. Just stuff it down. Right. <laughs> that doesn't work, <laughs> right? That's that's a horrible. Uh, we can't just <coughs> stuff our doubt or not talk about it or not voice it, um, because uh, it, it festers. Is what happens. It doesn't it doesn't go away. Uh, and and the other side of it, Tyler, I think that's really interesting. Is that um, through investigating my doubts, I have actually had my faith strengthened. Yeah. Doubt can lead to a stronger faith. I have too. But yeah, because it why? It pushes you to do what? To seek answers. Yeah. To seek evidence. And as you do, you go, oh man, I had that doubt, but God came through again with good evidence and good reason, and I trust him more. Right. And the more you do that with your doubts and you see that God always comes through and has evidence for, for what he says, um, it builds your confidence in who he is. So mm. I, I, sometimes I think people don't have their their faith built or their confidence in their faith built because they're afraid to investigate their doubts. It's almost mm, like they think yeah. they're helping God out by, oh, I'm not going to uncover that because maybe he hasn't thought of that. 
Right? No, that, you're, you're right. I think it's I think it's true. I think a lot of times people, uh, when you have these doubts, you're scared to seek them out. And th- that's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Yep. So just stuffing it is a horrible way to, to deal with doubt. You need to talk about it. You need to voice it. You can't just uh, stuff it down deep. So that's mm-hmm. one inadequate method of dealing with doubt. Yeah. And then, and then another method is, uh, that inadequate method is when people say to just have faith, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard, uh, heard that before? Where it's yeah. like, uh, no, no, don't, don't keep seeking out that doubt. You just need to have faith. Yep, just just right. have more faith. Doesn't that sound like such a cult like thing, Robbie? I mean, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about that. It's like, yeah, it, why? Like, if we we just talked about Scientology recently, or like mm-hmm. uh, like it's they don't ask their these questions, right? We were talking about that. They don't yeah. ask further questions of what happens after you get your Thetans back, whatever <laughs> salvation brings to you. They don't yeah. ask. They don't press onto that. They just say, no, you just have to have faith in what Hubbard said, right? Yep. And the, or with Mormons, it's like, no, we just have to take Joseph Smith's word on it. But like, imagine if we as a church, in, like in Christianity, we promoted and said, like the main way to addressing doubts is saying, no, you, you don't, we don't need to seek out what scripture says. You just need to have faith. Mm-hmm. I think that's really scary. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people have done. Yeah, just, you yeah. just just have faith. What? Well, what? That's such an inadequate answer. Yeah, it is. It means nothing. Like manufacture right. trust without reason is kind of what they're saying. Well, it it is. It is. And how do you know? How can you verify if what you believe is true if you don't doubt it? Because yeah. the thing is, and honestly, I I would hope that in my doubt, if I in my doubts through seeking it out if i found if there was something out there that verified that my doubt was like was justified meaning okay wait a second there i have a reason to doubt and there mm-hmm. became evidence furthering okay you know what maybe this is this isn't looking very good um and then you know you know what i mean like if there's evidence to support your doubts then i think you would want to know yes you yeah. want to follow like as people i think we want to follow truth wherever it leads us i agree and that that's the key like if Again, this sounds crazy, but if Islam's true, I want to become a Muslim. Yeah. If Mormonism is true, I want to become a Mormon. If atheism's true, I want to live out atheism. Right. Yeah. Because I want to live in reality, not in a fantasy world. But every time I investigate this stuff, Christianity comes out way far and above every other worldview. Yeah. It just it makes the most sense. And I, I think I think we we cover a lot of it in the podcast. Obviously, we, mm-hmm. that's the whole goal of this podcast is covering apologetics, uh, defense of Christianity, why Christianity Christianity has the most evidence and is yeah. true. Uh, uh, and so I think doing that and investigating further in your faith in apologetics, we we are very in support, very much in support of that. That's yes. that's our goal is to investigate Christianity, right? Yeah, and investigate all all truth claims. Yeah, because yeah. if they're real, truth means reality. If they're right. real, they'll hold up to scrutiny. Yeah, I because agree. Because I can discover truth. So yeah, I so, agree that the whole idea of just have faith is is pretty lame. And I've heard, I've seen a lot of people walk away from the faith because that's the answer they've been given. Yeah, they pose a doubt yeah, right. and oh, just trust, just have faith, just be sincere. Man, that is so inadequate. Right, and, and that's the thing. That is literally a recipe for creating atheists, right? Is <laughs> yeah. like pu- pushing your doubts aside and not dealing with them. That's yep. that's a part of it. It's, well, and that's and see, that's a key theme here. You can't just stuff it down. You can't just try to manufacture faith if you don't deal with it. Yeah, they're 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 gonna stay there and fester in your mind and in your heart. Yeah, yeah. So you I have to that. deal with them. So yeah, inadequate methods. Don't talk about it. Just have faith, and then the third one is assume that there aren't answers, and then leave the faith. And that's what we've been <laughs> seeing these guys do, yeah, right? Right. Like they don't think there are adequate answers to why God says what He says or what Christianity teaches. And so um, I think that this comes after the festering has gone on in your heart and mind for a long time, mm. and you've just stuffed it, or you've just tried to faith yourself past it. Um, and and after a while, you go, "Man, Christianity must not have answers." And I'm I'm leaving, <laughs> and I think that this is a horrible uh, method that that people have have taken a lot, um, and it's and it's it's sad because Christianity does have answers if you look, right? Yeah, yeah, it does, and so it's it it is. You're right. It's absolutely sad because these celebrities have been coming out uh, talking about their doubts and then leaving the faith. It, you know that that like just getting a general idea 
there are answers out there to just some of the few doubts that they've listed. Yeah, well, and the other so thing I've always, I think of this when it comes to myself. Yeah. Whenever I have legitimate doubts, like I'm reading scripture and, I, oh, is that a contradiction, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm, I'm studying the, you know, text criticism and I'm thinking about, you know, like the long ending of Mark that isn't original to the text. Right. That in any Bible that, that our listeners have out there, it'll be in brackets and say, this is not in the earliest manuscripts. Yeah. You look at things like that and you, okay, how do, how do I make sense of this? If it's God's word and, and he's in control of it, why would he leave that in there if it's not original? And right. you know, I think yeah. through these things. Here's the truth of it, though. I cannot be so either arrogant or ignorant mm-hmm. to think that I'm the first Christian who's ever <laughs> thought of this. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's nonsense. 2,000 years of Christianity, people have seen this stuff. This isn't new. I'm not that novel. I'm not that smart to come along and realize, oh, man, nobody saw this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, other people have for 2,000 years seen it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it goes back to even what Scripture says, you know, there's nothing, no temptation has overtaken you except what's common for human beings. Yeah, you're it's, right. I, I'm, I'm no different. I'm not special. Um, and so if other Christians have struggled with this for a long time, I think maybe somebody's figured out the answer, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's a good point. Maybe there are answers out there, which leads us to what should we do? So right, we what should we do? We shouldn't just not talk about it. We shouldn't just try to have more faith and be sincere. We shouldn't assume there aren't answers and leave. Tyler, what should we do? Yeah, well, you should look for the answer to your doubt through evidence and reason, right? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. It, it's makes the most sense, regardless of what you believe. I think that getting into it, because I'm thinking about this, as a Mormon, you should want to investigate your beliefs. Yeah. Right? I, I'm not I'm not even thinking, I'm thinking of this as like, this is just an objective way to seek out truth to reality. For any human being. For any being. human being. Yes. It's not, this, this only applies to Christians. This only applies to people in a religion. This only applies to atheists. This applies to everybody. Yeah. For all time. It's, How do we seek truth? You look for answers to your doubts through evidence and reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe that there is evidence and reason out there. Uh, I, I think that we live in a concrete like a world, a, a, tr- a concrete objective truth-based reality mm-hmm. where we can seek out the truth and we can find answers, Yeah, right? we can go discover what's real. Yeah, truth discover is what's true. out there, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, the truth is out there. Was that an X-Files? I thing? think it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never saw that. I should watch that. I never, I I, I, I was either, too little. My mom would not let me watch that show. I've heard it's cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But it's a popular phrase, right? Yeah, I was more a Xena there. warrior princess kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I hope we can cut that out, can't yeah, we? Yeah, anyway. we'll, we'll get whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but but that's the truth. Yeah. Evidence, right? Evidence and reason. That's what we need to be looking for as Christians. And I think yeah. that so often people try to avoid having doubts, and that's mm. where they stuff it, ignore it. They try to have more faith. You can't do that. You got to attack your doubts. Yeah. You got to seek evidence to answer your doubts. You got to doubt your doubts, mm-hmm. right? And that leads to confidence in what's real. And that's what we're after. And I am confident that Christianity is real. It is fascinating to me that both of these guys, and again, it doesn't sound like Marty, the, the Hillsong guy, is leaving the faith. It sounds like he's just struggling with yeah, some questions, yeah. which is great. But it also looks like on his Instagram account, he's seeking out answers. And he's reading atheists, he is, right. and he's reading apologists, and that's great. We need to seek, right. We need to seek out different views that disagree with us and test them according mm-hmm. to reality, right? Evidence and reason. But you can't just ignore your doubts. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. come, so deal with them. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big takeaway from this. But both of these guys recently who've, who've talked about doubts about Christianity or walking away from the faith, neither one of them posed that they don't think Jesus rose from the dead and they've been convinced through evidence and reason that yeah. that didn't happen. And that's the, that's the point of our faith. If it, Jesus that's rose, a, that's Christianity yeah. follows. right. If Jesus rose, Christianity is true. Why? Because he said it was, and he said God exists, and he said that morals are a certain thing, and he said that scripture is legitimate. And if that dude rose from the dead, I probably should listen to what he says. Yeah. And so none yeah. of these guys are, are are voicing that as the reason mm-hmm. they're leaving the faith, right? Their doubts are, are not focused on that. They're all based in different 
Yeah, morality, mm-hmm. problem of evil, yeah. culture. At least that's what they're coming out and saying That's publicly. what they're saying, yeah, and that's what they're saying. And so we need to have a, a good handle on the main tenets of Christianity and why we believe them, mm, yeah. right? Because then our faith won't be shaken by, like Scripture says, every wave of yeah. philosophy that comes along, right? Every new right. idea that, that comes into culture. If we're anchored in, in why we believe what we believe with good evidence, we won't be swayed. Yeah, and then we even see in Scripture examples of people that doubt, right? Like, All over the place, Yeah, man. that's the thing. So, so there's even that support of like, hey, these people dealt with doubts too. Good, godly right? people dealt with doubts. Yeah, and it's these not are people, about avoiding doubt. Yeah, and these are people who witnessed Christ in person, right? Like mm-hmm. that's like, that's huge. And so, uh, so Robbie, if you want to uh, take off with that a little bit, like on biblical examples of doubt, right? Yeah, one of the guys that I, like this brings me a lot of comfort, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. One of the men that I look to in the New Testament who dealt with doubt is John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating to me, okay? John the Baptist. Um, I'm going to read uh, out of Luke chapter 7, verses 18 uh, through 20. This is what it says. Uh, the disciples of John, John the Baptist, reported all these things to him, and John called two of his disciples to him, and he sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who's to come, or should we look for another? Hmm. This is crazy. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. Time out here. John the Baptist is asking, Are you legitimately the Messiah, or was I completely wrong? He's Mm. having a crisis of faith at this point. He's wanting to make sure that he knows that Jesus is the Messiah, right? Yeah. How could John the Baptist... Now, this is after he's baptized Jesus. Yeah. This is way. This is almost at the end of John's life. How could he get to a point where he's having this type of doubt? No, you're right. I mean, that's like you said. He baptized Jesus. He literally saw the Holy Spirit descend. Yes. Um. He at this point. Um. I mean, he is the first person to recognize the presence of the Messiah because in Scripture it records that he leapt in in the womb, like when he was yeah. Near, like uh, Jesus is in Mary's uterus and John the Baptist is in Elizabeth's and when Mary came to talk with Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth said the baby in my womb yeah. he before John's born he recognized Jesus was the Messiah yeah and he's doubting now and so this is after <laughs> he's all this freaking out he yeah. says things like behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world <laughs> I'm unworthy to tie the thong uh, right all of this stuff yeah yeah what in the world it seemed like he had tremendous faith yeah like how did he become a skeptic after all of this how did he become such a doubter well Interestingly enough, situations in his life. This is the context of what's going on in Luke. John got thrown in prison by mm-hmm. Herod Antipas, all right? Uh, the reason was John the Baptist had publicly spoken out against Herod because Herod had taken his brother's wife, Herodias, and he married her. Mm-hmm. Not after his brother died, he literally stole his brother's wife and <laughs> married her. This is yeah. bad, right? This is bad. Uh, in addition to being um, his brother's wife, she was also his half-niece. Mm. So this is just a bad relationship all around for a ton of ways. And John the Baptist spoke out and said, you are breaking God's law. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the king of Judah, right? Which he was kind of a puppet king for Rome anyway. Yeah, right. But you are a horrible person. What are you doing? You cannot do these things. Well... Uh, incestuous relationships are against the Mosaic law. Right. John was right. Herod didn't want to hear it, so he threw him in prison, right? Yeah. So John's thrown in jail between one and two years. Mm-hmm. He's he's sitting in a jail cell while Jesus is out doing ministry. Yeah. Okay? Now, you can imagine, put yourself in, in his shoes. You're sitting in jail. What do you have to do? Well, you think. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> right? You think. You can see how John's doubts came to be, right? Yeah. I'm sure he started off well. I mean, now think about it. He's kind of like the last Old Testament prophet in Mm -hmm. a sense, right? He's sitting in jail, and a lot of Old Testament prophets were despised by their own people or treated harshly. You know, you think about Jeremiah, you think about these other guys. Uh, So, hey, I'm one of them. I'm all right. Okay, yeah, Yeah, of course this would happen to me. Of course I'd be thrown in jail and persecuted for standing for God's law, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But man, as days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, <laughs> months, and turn months into turn, years. Yeah, 
doubt creeps in and you go, did I make the right decision? Like, what's going on? And uh, what, what, <laughs> what yeah. is happening? And you know what? Right? I, I think, again, I think that's healthy. Don't you? Like, uh, like uh, don't, I, I think it's healthy that he was taking the time in prison for those two years thinking, look, you know what? I'm in, I'm throwing my life away for this. I need mm-hmm. to make sure that what I'm doing here is, is good, that I'm actually yes. following after the true Messiah. It makes sense. And, and Jesus is out gaining a following and John's sitting in jail and he, and I'm sure he's praying, Lord, I'd like to get out of here. Right, yeah. Lord, I'd like to serve you more. Lord, I'd like to. And it just seems like his prayers are falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And then you can imagine him going, I, man, I really hope Jesus is legit. But notice, too, I gave him yeah. my endorsement. But notice, too, he's still trusting through through the doubt. Like He's still being faithful, mm-hmm. even with his doubting, right? right? He's still, he he's not like denouncing his faith he's not throwing it all away just because he gets this doubt he keeps the doubt mm-hmm. and then he 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 holds on to it like right right yeah. like, like he can he confronts it that's what i mean he confronts it yeah he doesn't just stuff it now this right. this is where it gets interesting to me you can see how doubt would build as you're in prison for a year or two right mm. why is herod prospering why am i not let out of here god i thought i was like this Spokesman for you. I lived in the wilderness. I ate bugs. I was like a crazy guy. And now I'm just rotting in this prison for standing up for marriage, for standing up for what your word says against against the government, right? Mm-hmm. And man, nothing's working. It doesn't seem like you're answering my prayers. And you can see where you start to doubt. Did I throw my life away? I mm, thought I was yeah. doing what you wanted, but Lord, was I, right? I need to know, was I right about the Messiah or was I wrong? Because when situations come into our life and there's, there's suffering, in a sense, that's when doubt comes in. Why does God allow these things to happen, right? That's mm-hmm. what Marty Sampson was talking about. That's his name, right, Marty Sampson? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you got it right. <laughs> that's what he was—why does God allow these bad things to—that's one of the things he posed, right? It was. Um, now, he hasn't gotten to the place where he, he doesn't understand that atheists don't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he even reading like Christopher Hitchens and things like that, which is yeah, great. Yeah, Richard Dawkins. Yeah, which is it? great. But he doesn't realize that they don't have an adequate answer for evil either. Oh. Um, we have a God who's taking care of it, right? But you can see how when you let these doubts fester, it really starts to weigh on you emotionally. And that's where John the Baptist got to. And so he, this is what's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. He could care less about his reputation. He could care less about the public perception. Yeah. He decides... I've got to know if this is really the Messiah. And so he gets his disciples to go ask, are you really the guy? How embarrassing is that in a sense? Yeah, because he's telling everyone too. Like That's the other thing. He's go- To tell the disciples to go ask him too, that's very public. Yeah, I'm right? freaking out in here, man. He's not just go whispering to him in private. Him. And it's no. like, hey, you're really the guy, right? He's like, no, everybody, I'm doubting. Can you go talk to him for me? Yeah. Like and that's, he, yeah. And he doesn't, but but this is what's fascinating about it. Knowing the truth is more important to him than saving his reputation, yeah. than keeping a, a you know confident posture, mm-hmm. than making you know he doesn't care if his disciples get their faith shaken by his faith being shaken because seeking truth is what's most important. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's a really cool testimony in Scripture because thinking about it, I, it the fact that he sought out answers for his doubts, and that and that he got his answers and then he ended up still sticking with his faith and he mm-hmm. was he was faithful to Jesus up until death. I think that that's a huge testimony for Christianity to show that this guy he 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 went through all of the, this doubt but he pushed through it and he found he sought out answers. Mm-hmm. He found them and that he stayed he remained faithful. It, it, yes. That's just such a cool testimony. Struggle with doubt seek out answers right. and when the answers are adequate it builds your faith. Yeah. And that's exactly what he went through. Well let's let's continue reading in right, Luke. Right. So uh continuing in Luke, he sends his disciples to ask Jesus if he's really the Messiah. And this is what it says, verse 21. In that hour Jesus healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits and on many who were blind he bestowed sight. And he answered them, "Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight." The lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. (laughs) Okay, then, verse 24. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? 
Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. (laughs) This is a mind-blowing passage to me. John's freaking out in prison. Go ask Jesus if he's legitimate. And when Jesus is asked, he starts healing sick people, Mm -hmm. performing exorcisms, bringing sight to the blind, right? Healing lepers. And then he tells John's disciples, go and tell him what you saw. What do you call that? I, that's evidence. Evidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you notice Jesus didn't say, oh, just tell him to have more faith. Yeah. He didn't yeah. say, oh, tell him to stuff those doubts and not talk about them. He doesn't chastise him at all for freaking out. He provides evidence. Mm-hmm. And he says, go and tell him about the miracles I'm doing that give me validity, that prove I am who I say I am. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And it's the same with us. Jesus wants to move into our lives and bring evidence to prove himself to us, to show us that he's legitimate and he is who he says he is. I love this because what what Jesus is doing uh, in telling his John's disciples to go tell him about what's being done, he's reminding John of what the Old Testament said mm. the Messiah was supposed to do. Yeah, that's right. It's, that's it's that's cool. Isaiah 29, 18. Do you want to read that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, so Isaiah 29, 18 says, In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book and go out of their gloom and darkness. The eyes of the blind shall see. There it is, right? When the Messiah comes, the eyes of the blind will see. Hmm. Jesus says, go and tell him what he knows Isaiah says. It's literally happening. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys saw it. Like, you witnessed this miracle, He is right? fulfilling the prophecy. That's what he's pointing out here. He's like, yep. look, I am this guy that was talked about. Yep. Evidence, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then in Isaiah 35, 5 and 6, it says this, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy, for waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Mm. Jesus is saying, John, I'm doing the things you know the Messiah is supposed to do. Don't freak out on account of me. <laughs> right? yeah. I am who I said I am. I am who you know I am. And here is the evidence. Yeah, I think that's, that's fascinating. It, it is. It is. It, Jesus gives him an answer to his doubt with evidence. Yep. Right? And then it strengthens his faith. It does strengthen his faith. And he eventually has his head chopped off. He doesn't get out of prison. Yeah. He has his head chopped off for standing up for what God says. But And you know what? Like You got to think about it. Uh, he, can, he can die in peace knowing that he, that he had those doubts. Mm-hmm. Brought, brought forth to Jesus and it was given evidence for them. Yep. He died having evidence for what he believed and his faith was strengthened by it. So he knew he could die knowing that he, he died for the, the true Messiah. Yep. Because prophecies backing it up, miracles yeah. are happening like crazy in Jesus' ministry, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all signs lead to, all evidence leads to Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too that in John's doubt, because this happens publicly, right? His, his disciples come to him, and then he's performing things, mm-hmm. and there's a crowd there. And it says Jesus turns to the crowd because they, they'd heard about this doubt John was having, Yeah, and he addresses it. Yeah, you're right. And he says, what did you guys go out in the wilderness to see, right? <laughs> a prophet. And he affirms, yes, he was a prophet. And then he says, among men born of women, there's none greater than John. Yeah. Now think about this. Jesus does not chastise John for having doubts. Right. He doesn't tell him just have faith. He doesn't get mad at him and say, come on, what you, you of all people should know, cousin, who I am. He yeah. doesn't chastise him. He doesn't get mad at him. He doesn't shame him. He doesn't tell him just blindly, trust me. Jesus doesn't rebuke John at all for mm. having doubts. And man, I think that's something in our Christian community. We should be okay with people voicing their doubts. Jesus was. Yeah. But be, sometimes I think we, we get afraid to let people express their doubts because we're afraid maybe we don't have the answers. Yeah, uh, that, you're not wrong. <laughs> right? and we, need to be, we need to be open-minded enough to investigate truth claims. And that's what we're seeing with, with uh, Marty Sampson's case. Like we, we were talking about it. He's, look, he's seeking out answers to his doubts. Like, yeah, he, he may be going public about it, but, but the thing is, is he's, 
Yeah, we, we've been seeing evidence like him going public about talking about getting answers too. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that should be encouraged, right? Uh, yes. Seeking answers to truth and looking at doubt, and he's looking at everything. And so that that's what that's a good example of what I think you should do in uh, facing doubt. And John the Baptist did that here. He wasn't afraid to be public about it and say, look, I'm, I'm having doubts in the mm-hmm. middle of his ministry. And then yet yeah, Jesus shows mercy on him. And he says, yeah, this is okay. Like, and Jesus probably realized, you know what? He's probably having a rough time right now. He might yeah. need a little encouragement. So let me encourage him by reminding him of who I am. And showing evidence for it. Not just, exactly. Not just talk. I'm backing it up. And I think proof. that was, that was really like, that was so loving of Jesus to think of him in that case too, because you got you got to think of the love there and the compassion. He's thinking, look, I I think John just needs some encouragement. He needs to be yep. encouraged because he's in prison right now, having a hard time, having a hard time. I he, get it? Yeah, it makes sense. It, it does make sense, and that's yeah. and that's like you said something, Tyler, where Jesus has mercy on him, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're supposed to be followers of Jesus, we should have mercy on people who have doubts, right? And literally. That is a Bible verse. It is. And now it's in a lesser known book, but it's written by one of Jesus' half-brothers, Jude, mm-hmm. right? And in Jude chapter 1, verse 22, side note, there's only one chapter in Jude. Right. So sometimes <laughs> people just say Jude 22, which means the 22nd verse, or right. Jude 10, which means the 10th verse, right? But Jude chapter 1, the only chapter, verse 22, we're commanded to, quote, have mercy on those who doubt. Mm-hmm. Have mercy on those who doubt. Do you see? It's not saying cast out of the church anyone who has doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Chastise and humiliate anyone who has doubt. Blow up the Twitter feed, the Instagram (laughs) feed of anyone. That's not what it says. It says have mercy on those who have doubt. Mm. Man, Jesus did that, and we need to do that because doubt is not actually our enemy. Doubt can lead to stronger faith. Unanswered doubt is dangerous. Right. And we need to create a culture within the church, within Christianity, where we're not afraid to seek out answers. This is one thing I think about with my kids a lot. I know that as they grow up, they're going to have doubts and they're going to have questions mm-hmm. and they're going to hear competing worldview ideas, you know? And I've thought about how I'm going to handle that. And I think what I'm going to do, I, my goal right now while they're little is to develop such a good relationship with them that they're open to ask me anything, kind of mm-hmm. like John was with Jesus. Yeah. Right? I know he's good. I know he's a safe person that I can talk about anything with. Mm-hmm. That's my goal right now while they're little because there's going to come a day where they go, Okay, but really, Dad, how do you know this Christianity thing's true? Because there's, I mean, there's Buddhism, there's Islam, there's atheism, there's Hinduism, there's Mormonism, there's all these isms, right? Yeah. How do you know that this is the real deal? Mm-hmm. And I want to say, well, let's go check it out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not afraid of investigating Islam. I've done it. I'm not afraid of investigating Mormonism. I've done it. Let's go seek answers to these things together. What books do you want to read? Yeah. Well, you want to go to a mosque? Let's go to a mosque. You want to go to, to the, the Hare Krishna temple? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's investigate the truth claims that they have, and let's do the same thing with Christianity. And I want to show them, much like Jesus did, that we have evidence. Yeah, yeah. And that we shouldn't be afraid of seeking truth. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I think that's really healthy, too, because uh, t- to be in that kind of an environment, that's a really good tactic with your kids, because I I think it's important. It is to, to expose your kids to other opposing ideas and culture, and but do it in a safe environment where you can teach them and guide them through it and be like, look, see, what really makes sense with reality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 that's so important. And it, it's also important to express those doubts with them yes. too. And uh, heck, it might even be good too to talk to them about any doubts that you've had. Uh, for any of you listeners out there with kids, like talk to your kids about your doubts too and say, look, I'm seeking these out with you. Like, yep. well, or even doubts you've had in the past that, yeah, that you right. found the answer to. Right, exactly. And that's, that's, that's great. That's such a great thing. It's because we should be about seeking truth in what lines up with reality. Yes. Right? It's not about proving that what you already currently hold is true or not true. Mm-hmm. It's seeing, seeing, you know what, is what I believe, it, does it actually line up with reality? It's not like a matter mm-hmm. of disproving. That's a good right? point because a lot of times I think that your your spiritual beliefs becomes an area of pride. Yeah. And that you'll fight to the death just to prove you're the one that's right. Right. Where, man, we should fight to the death to seek out yes. evidence as to why 
we believe are right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. It's like you should be seeking out evidence as to why what you believe is right, not to prove that you have the right view. Yep. Because so many people do that. They fight to the death, you know, uh, yeah. to, to prove that they they weren't duped and they weren't wrong. Right. Um, but we should be open-minded to seek out what's true and, and what has evidence. And that's the thing with, with mm -hmm. both of these guys that have recently, you know, been struggling with their faith or walking away yeah. from it. I haven't had any... Um, I haven't heard any like crazy great arguments as to why they've walked away from the faith. Mm, yeah, they seem to be right now. It seems to be just morality-based questions. Yeah, morality, emotional things like that. Yeah. And it, as we the next couple of weeks, we're going to be continuing to talk about doubt. Uh, yes. And what types of doubt there are, and as Christians, what we should do with them. What's a remedy for doubt? What are methods we can instill in our lives to deal with it? But it must be dealt with. I guess that's kind of the t the topic here. You know, I, I wonder if Joshua Harris had somebody in his life that he felt comfortable talking to about these things, and this person had good reasons and good apologetic background to talk with him about it, or Marty Sampson. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if, man, what if what if you had somebody who was, was not afraid to delve into these questions with you and think about why does God allow evil, and mm -hmm. what's the purpose behind it? Um, I, we need more and more Christians like that. Uh, because people yeah. are going to have doubts. So you, you can't just stuff them. You have to deal with them. Um, but there are ways to deal with them and to investigate what's true. And that's that's what we want to be doing. Yeah, that's great. I, I think that is absolutely great. And so um, I think, too, just, just in general, whenever we face doubts, again, just to kind of recap, we should not push them away, but we should confront them, mm -hmm. investigate them, Find the answers to the truth uh, to the truth that's out there, whether for or against that doubt, and then we will see that our faith is going to be strengthened by it. Yeah, if 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 God really exists, if the God of the Bible is real, mm -hmm. man, I'm pretty sure he can back up what he says. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can he can um, defend himself against any doubt I might have. <laughs> right? Do, you know, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's just it's such a silly idea. If he's real, mm -hmm. now if he's not, he can't. Right. And I'm going to find that out through investigating. Mm -hmm. But if he is real, I should be confident enough to think he can defend himself. Yeah, I agree. And so I believe that's the God we serve. And every time I've had doubts and I've sought them out, that's what I found to be true. Mm. Is that, yeah. you know, he has backed himself up and there's other people who have thought these things, thought <laughs> through them better than I have, and have come to really great conclusions on what's real. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And so, so if you have doubts out there... Um, that are really eating at you, yeah. um, talk to your pastor about it. Talk to a friend about it. Investigate it. Write them down and yeah. then go seek out answers. I mean, you, one of the things you can do is you can reach out to us and say, hey, oh, yeah. what what have you guys found in this area of study or that area of study? And, you know, maybe we haven't thought of it before and we don't know, but we can point you in the right direction. Yeah. But don't just let your doubts fester. That's when it gets dangerous. Yes, I completely agree with that. And so uh, we would love to hear some responses from you guys. If you have been struggling with doubts and you want answers to those doubts, um, we are a resource for you. You can re message us or email us. And we we would we would love to help you out with that. And then heck, I'm even going to be at a booth in a, a couple weeks, in a couple yeah. months here, the Deep uh, Faith at the conference. Yeah. Yep. And you can come up to me, and I mean, heck, I, I may, might not even know the answers, but you could ask me at the conference, and I can help point you in the right direction to researching those doubts. We can do that uh, yep. together. Um, but bottom line, talk to people about it, right? Uh, seek out other people, uh, other people's help to go, go through and process these doubts because mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very healthy. And we see that that's what John the Baptist did. Um, that's what, I mean, it's, it's a healthy tactic to navigate through your faith and to strengthen your faith. Yep, and Jesus wants to meet you with evidence. Yes. He really does. Um, he's provided it. We've got the best evidence for our beliefs. Um, it's out there. So let's yeah. go investigate. Well, hey, we want to end this podcast with a coffee tip. Mm -hmm. So Tyler, I've noticed... Uh, through our history of being friends, one of your favorite drinks is the caramel macchiato. It is. You get that is. all the time, man. It, I'm kind of weird, too, because the thing is, I, I drink all kinds of coffee. So I have, I, there are some days where I drink black coffee, mm -hmm. and I, or like I just need something really strong, and I'm like, I can just chuck this down. 
And then other day, other times, I'm like, you know, I want something super sugary and sweet that's basically <laughs> like candy, but for coffee. Yeah, and that's like, you the know caramel what? macchiato. That right? is. I will completely embrace it that, yes, that is the caramel macchiato. I now, love that drink. when I was working at a coffee shop, I learned something interesting that, um, you know, you, you have all these different names for drinks. You have latte, mm -hmm. mocha, macchiato, doppio, all this stuff, right? Macchiato, you know, we always attribute it with the caramel macchiato, which is kind of like a Starbucks creation. Mm -hmm. Basically, what their drink is, is it's a vanilla latte with caramel in it, too. Okay, mm. that's what they put in it. Vanilla, caramel, sauce, and it's a vanilla latte. Um, and they call it a macchiato. Well, mm, that's not okay. what a macchiato is, actually. Really? They just kind of took a name and slapped it on there. So I've been fooled. You've been tricked. Yep, you've been duped. Now I'm having doubts about my coffee. Well, we want to investigate the evidence that's, here. So. That's good. <laughs> so what macchiato is is this. The, the, the Italian word macchiato, it means marked or spotted or stained. Mm. All right. Okay. And so the idea is, especially um, the common kind of macchiato in America, not the caramel macchiato, the regular macchiato, right. is a little bit of milk stained, mm. spotted, right, or, or marked with a shot of espresso. So it's like a real small small uh, drink. It's not like a huge, a latte is like a ton of wow, milk and yeah. a little espresso. This is like a little bit of milk and a shot of espresso thrown in. So it's really just a shot. With a little milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. And it can go either way. So it's either uh, a milk spotted or stained with a shot, or it's a shot spotted or stained with a little milk. Mm, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. But it's yeah. not a very large drink. It's it's more like a espresso or like just having a regular shot of uh, espresso is a shot. Yeah. Well, or um, like, yeah, a, yeah. Um, like, like a small cappuccino kind right. of thing. Right. Okay. But it's a little different because of the frothy and it's not there and it's just yeah, regular yeah. sea milk. So that's what a macchiato is. So if you want to impress your friends the next time they're drinking a caramel macchiato, you say, you know. That's not actually a macchiato. That's not what a real macchiato is. Let me enlighten you <laughs> to tell you. It, the word means this. And uh, wow. yeah, you can impress your friends with that. So Well, I still like ma caramel macchiato. So I'm gonna Oh, yeah. It. Vanilla lattes with caramel are delicious. <laughs> do you, you know what? I'm going to call it that from now on. <laughs> Can I get a vanilla latte with caramel? Oh, do you want a caramel macchiato? I'm going to say that no, next time I go I to want. Starbucks. I don't want a caramel macchiato. I want a, <laughs> a vanilla latte with caramel. <laughs> yeah. yep. And you'll get the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's your coffee yeah. tip for today. But hey, thanks for being with us on the podcast. And again, please follow mm. us on social media. We'd love to connect with you on there. Love for you to come to the Deep Faith Conference that's coming up. Uh, again, the link will be in the show notes. You can find out more information about it. And stay tuned with us as we go through uh, more episodes on doubt and what to do with it. Uh, it's very beneficial for us as Christians. And mm. Doubt can be a way of strengthening our faith. Yeah. Yep. That's great. So please, uh, please, uh, again, go ahead and um, join our Facebook group. Don't forget to do that. Just a quick little reminder before you go. Um, and then follow our social media accounts. And then you can reach out to us uh, on any of these platforms to talk to us about your doubts. And we'd love to address them and process it with you. Yep, we really would. So thanks for being with us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. And we will be back next week. Thanks for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.